Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is, I don't even know what day it is. It is April 21st, 2023. It is Friday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Grow Your Own Optimist. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, you're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting, so get on your way by Dr. Seuss. So what are we drinking today? I'm actually going to take a sip. We are drinking a sip of spells, a freezer spell. Mm. This is a lemon meringue green tea that will brighten your day with creamy sweetness. And we are focusing on the lemon this week. We already talked history and origins and culinary and health. So today... As one may guess, we are talking about the magical uses of lemon. And this comes to us from moodymoons.com. One, you can add lemon to moon water. Lemons boost metaphysical associations with the moon. So if you have moon water, add lemon. It'll just boost it up. Lemons can also help with sun magic. If you cut a lemon in half horizontally, you noticed it looks a little like a sunburst. Put it on your altar to uh, symbolize solar energy and divine magic. Also, if you're making sun tea, why not put some lemon in there? That like combines both of those. Uh, Floor wash. Capitalize on lemon's cleansing properties and add lemon juice to ritual floor wash. Combine one part lemon juice to three parts water. Add a sprig of mint or rosemary and then let steep overnight. Lemon can be used to banish depression. Well, spells. Lemons are bright and uplifting. We've talked about this before. Um, So add dried lemon zest or a dried lemon slice to a spell bag to banish sorrow. Toss them in your ritual bath for a cleansing property. You can use lemon uh, slices, maybe candy some lemon slices, and add them to the top of cupcakes, make sun cakes. Lemons are also great for creativity. We touched on this before when we talked about how this tea is a great spell tea. It's very uplifting. It's very eye-opening. It adds clarity. So as you can imagine, that helps a lot with creativity. You can also use lemon to bless a friendship. Bring a basket of lemon-themed items to a friend's doorstep. Include lemony soaps and candles. I will say I'm a big fan of lemon. I think that's one of my favorite smells. Um, So I actually have a lemon candle that I've been burning recently. It's just such a wonderful, uplifting, brightening scent. Ooh, expel darkness. If you work with paranormal investigations, leave lemons behind after exercising a home to chase away any lingering shadowy presences. 
thank you for dealing with my allergies. I know it's like not the best thing to listen to. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to work through it. It's very difficult. It doesn't help. I was gifted a bouquet of flowers for my birthday, and I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to one of the flowers. But I also love flowers, so I'm just going to suffer through it because I'm just happy to have flowers. All right, witches, moving into some headlines. This comes to us from kdhl.com. So we've touched on like, oh, haunted hotel, oh, haunted uh, house in the English countryside, oh, haunted bar, oh, but friends, I bring to you a haunted skating rink and arcade. So let's dig in. Have you ever heard of a haunted skating rink? Now you have. I just learned that there is allegedly a haunted place located just a few hours from Twin Ports. This skating rink is called Skate in Place, and it is located in St. Cloud. I'm guessing that's Minnesota, because I watch How I Met Your Mother. The story behind this haunt is pretty spooky. Folklore says that the spot is haunted by a ghost named Gilbert. This ghost used to live on a farmhouse on the property and, and unfortunately passed away after getting trapped in some swampy water, and he never really left. Legend says he now haunts the land he died on, which happens to be where the skate in place is located. He haunts patrons by turning the lights off, on and off in the arcade area, and can even be heard rock walking on the roof. If that isn't scary enough, one customer says that they saw a face in a vent Ooh. while they were skating. Oh no! That's gross. That's gross. Some locals from the area have also had some encounters with the ghost. One frequent patron of the spot says everyone should know about Gilbert and wish him peace and hopefully finding uh, peace someday. Another says they possibly encountered the ghost in the ladies' room once upon a time. So there are a few differing stories about who Gilbert really is, though. While many say Gilbert is actually an old man who passed away in the same spot, Another local says Gilbert is actually a little boy. Whoever Gilbert may be, it looks like there is at least some consensus at Skate in Place um, that it really is haunted. Cool. I normally really just hate these, like, old couple says their house is haunted articles. Like, ugh, cut me a break. But I was like, skating rink, arcade, we'll take this one. All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent, and after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Friday, April 21st. The waxing crescent moon embraces fine dining in Taurus today. Here, the moon conjuncts Mercury and Uranus. Mercury is stationing retrograde today. When a planet stations, it appears to stand still in the sky, bringing all of the significations of that planet to a screeching halt. In this case, Mercury station slows communications and thought processes all the way down until we feel like our thoughts are moving through molasses. It'll be a hard day to accomplish anything that you need your full mental faculties for. The conjunction to Uranus throws us for a loop every time we feel as if we finally got some momentum, so this day will be full of fits and starts. 
Be patient and kind to yourself today. These energies are difficult to deal with, and we're all doing the best that we can. Your daily moon mantra is, it's okay if all you did today was survive. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. From the pages of Which Way Magazine comes a new collection of stories by longtime fiction contributor Olive Blake called Grow Your Own Optimist. Featuring a never-before-seen short story, Grow Your Own Optimist is often romantic, occasionally satirical, and always unexpected. These surprising tales of demons, devil's advocates, dystopia, and dating remind us that there is magic to be found in the dark places. Olive Blake is a New York Times bestselling author of The Atlas Six and several other books, including the Which Way anthology, The Answer You Are Looking For Is Yes, and the novella La Petite Mort. She lives in Los Angeles with her husband, Goblin Prince Toddler, and Rescue Pitbull. Find the new anthology series, Grow Your Own Optimist, by Olive Blake, wherever books are sold. All right, we are back. So we are talking about Siegerbloat, the first day of summer. And this comes to us from CelebratePaganHolidays.com. This is a holiday we don't hear about very often, so I figured it would be fun to throw this one in. Uh, Siegerbloat, or Summer's Dag, celebrates the first day of summer according to Old Icelandic Calendar. This Norse holiday was a time to celebrate planting and make sacrifices to Odin for blessing on summer travels and raids. We celebrate Siegerbloat, one of the great seasonal bloats, celebrated in April. So it is celebrated on the fourth full moon after the winter solstice. So this year it actually falls on April 6th, Um, but it varies. It highly, highly varies. So it corresponds with the Wiccan holiday of Ostara, which is victory, uh, which is again all about victory. It's a that's basically the theme. Secret Bloat is about victory and winning, and I like it. I like winning. Aries, what can you do? So Secret Bloat was first mentioned in literature in the uh, Yinglinga saga by the Icelandic poet and historian Snorri Strolson during the a year 1225. The King's Saga follows the history of the Norse kings starting with the Norse gods until about 1200. Traditionally, it was celebrated in the month of Enmanor, according to the ancient Norse calendar, which would have been late March to early April and is often set to correspond to the spring equinox. So the word Sigurblot means victory, sacrifice. The focus is often on the anticipation of voyages and conquests, as well as trade. So a companion holiday, Varblot, which is the spring sacrifice, was often celebrated in Scandinavia and celebrates the spring equinox. So the focus here is more on agricultural tones. So while Sigurblot is about, like, social victory... And, like, we are going to be victorious over this other people or thing. Uh, Varblot was about, like, agriculture, which is what a lot of holidays tend to be kind of based around. So how do we celebrate Siegerblot today? In the modern world, a few of us are literal warriors. 
we can't all be Buffy. You know, we can't all be slaying some vampires. So because we typically aren't raiding and conquering other people, bless, um, which I prefer, we can still use this holiday to focus on new undertakings, important decisions, and courage. Remember, the holiday is about victory. And if we know anything about the Wheel of the Year, is you're taking these holidays and festivals that could be now considered irrelevant and adding uh, symbolism or taking it as symbolism. So we can do the same thing with a holiday like this because conquering and raiding and overtaking villages uh, isn't something we do anymore. Just like we don't have to worry about like slaughtering our pets like you would have been worrying about during like Yule. Um, we just use the symbolism to celebrate and be thankful for and to find uh, to find motivation and to find inspiration from. So Siegerblot is all about victory and courage. And I think we all have moments of courage. Um, you know, I recently did something that like was pretty scary. And I knew that I would be sacrificing a lot by making this choice. But I knew that I had to. I had to find the courage and knowing that my life was going to change and that my the, a version of my life was going to be over once I made this choice. And that is scary. And it's something not a lot of people uh, can do. So what do you need to have courage in? What do you need victory over? Um, you know, you can even find the inspiration if you're up, if you're, you know, looking for a new job and it's between you and five, like five other candidates. Like, Take in the energy of Siegerblot and uh, find that victory and find that courage to be the winner, you know? So what are a few things we can do? <clears throat> we can have a bonfire to represent the sun, very popular during spring things. Summer and longer days, days mean more time outside. Explore new places, go on vacation, consider an outdoor adventure such as rock climbing or white water rafting. Barter or trade is something we don't think about in today's society. However, trade was very important for all ancient cultures. The Vikings were great merchants who traded with many cultures. Modern-day homesteaders often barter for goods, and this can be practiced by everybody. When we think about victories, let's not forget our men and women and uh, other people in the armed services. Honor a um, veteran or active member of the military. Uh, you know, send a card to a pagan military member. Like, um, we have ways that we can celebrate this holiday. I love to focus on bartering. My goal right now is to become a bread goddess. And I want to make such amazing bread. And then, <laughs> like, my goal is to go on the Buy Nothing Facebook groups and be like, hey, I'll trade this bread if someone hangs my curtains, you know? So, uh, I think they officially announced the recession. So we're we're just moving into a time where we kind of like looking back at times such as these for inspiration on how to move forward, I think can be very beneficial. So Seeger Bloat for pagan families. Some good activities to do with children include um, having a little outdoor feast in the park. I'm doing that this weekend. I'm very excited. Um, it's, I, so I'm going to the park and it's kind of like a Bacchanal theme. So I, I, 
I purchased gold goblets and I'm going to dress up uh, as Grecian as I can in black because I couldn't get a white um, dress here in time. So there's ways to celebrate. Get up before the sun rises and go outside to greet the day. Then come back inside for nice hot chocolates. Read Nordic poetry together. Odin loved poetry. And then Odin represents overcoming challenges. So discuss ways that you can overcome adversity, right? We have, there's a lot of adversity right now in our world and maybe discussing ways that we can best overcome it while holding ourselves to our morals and our integrity is, I think, a great way to spend this holiday, right? We're all fighting battles right now and coming together and discussing how we can do that together, I think, is a really neat idea. Next, your altar. Decorate your altar to honor the god Odin. Thank Odin for your victories, no matter how small, and ask for courage to face challenges. Things to place on your altar. Mugwort, ash bark, runes. Odin likes purple, red, and black. You can offer red meat, asparagus, meat, or whiskey. Freya is popular in worship and celebrates the victory of the light over darkness. Uh, so maybe leave an offering for Freya if you're into Freya. So I think it's super cool. You can do a ritual for self-confidence. I love that idea. Yeah, it's just there's a lot, a lot of things you can do. So let's celebrate Sigurblot and just win over all of the uh, things that life brings us. All right, witches. Uh, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to Teresa Cashman. Teresa, you glorious, glorious spinster. River, you pretty, formidable sun goddess. Tara, you beautiful, bombastic moth. And April Reinhardt, you cunning, loyal fire dragon. Thank you for so much being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And before our card pull, we do have some housekeeping. Um, we have a lot of people who come into town, uh, who come who come to New Orleans to visit. And sometimes they'll kind of email me and be like, hey, like, do you want to meet up for coffee? Or like, can I get a reading in person? Or like, hey, I'm kind of here alone. Can you show me around? Like, um, I get a lot of requests like that. So I decided to kind of lean into it. So I am now, if you visit New Orleans, I now offer readings in person. I can show you around, give you a little, you know, friend tour. Um, if you're looking for a place to stay, if you're traveling solo and you want to stay somewhere, I have a guest room that I rent out. So if that interests you at all, uh, check out spirithousenola.com and you can find all of that there. So if you plan to visit and you just, you know, are looking for just a little familiar face while you're here, definitely check it out. And then, um, it's good for me because when someone, you know, stays in my guest room, it helps me, uh, you know, pay my rent during this recessive time. So I think it's a win-win for everybody. Uh, but go ahead and check it out because people e email me all the time and I figured, you know what? Um, I spontaneously will end up giving people tours. So why don't I just offer it for real, for real? So, uh, check it out. Except I will say it's a private thing between friends. Like I'm not, 
um, like a tour guide, you know? So if you're looking for something like super duper professional with like group, like a big group where there's like a bunch of people, um, there's access to that. That's not what I'm doing. It's just like we are buddies and it's private and it's me and your party and we're just walking around hanging out. So our card pull today is the King of Chalices from the Buffy the Vampire Slayer tarot deck, which I don't read tarot, but this is kind of making me want to read tarot. To forgive is an act of compassion, and no one knows that better than Rupert Giles. He is the king for a reason, and it's not his charming accent and tweed coats. He is composed, understanding the value of balancing his intellect and emotions, and is able to help others express their feelings. Harness his energy by listening, seeking to understand group dynamics, and taking on the role of a father figure. Just avoid having any funny-looking chocolate bars. Uh, let me tell you one of my favorite moments from Buffy. Even if you haven't watched Buffy, I feel like you'll appreciate it. So there's a scene. Buffy's 16. You know, she's a baby. She's a child. And she's made, like, just a mistake. She made a mistake every young teenager makes. You know, you, uh, you, you're charmed by the older dude who should not be sniffing around you, you know. Um, she just made a mistake that a teenage girl makes. And um, there's very big consequences. And there's a scene where she's in the car with Giles. And she says, like aren't you just so disappointed at me? Like, uh, she's like, I, I did this. This is all my fault. Like if I had chosen better or known better, like this wouldn't have happened. And I wouldn't be surprised if absolutely everyone is just angry at me and hates me. And keep in mind, he really is her father figure in this show. Uh, she has an absent father, so he's kind of all she really has as, like, a support system, apart from her mother, um, who doesn't know everything, you know. And his response to her, and, she, you know, she's looking to feel bad, right? right? She feels bad, and um, we've all been there, right, where we feel really bad, and we feel like everything's our fault, and we're kind of looking to wallow in it a little bit, and we look for people to give us reason to hate ourselves. Uh, but he responds and he says, if it's guilt you're looking for, I'm not your man. All I, all you will get from me is my support and my respect. And I was like, <laughs> anyways, Giles is wonderful. If you haven't watched that show, you should. Okay. That's it. That's all I've got. That, that, that's it. That's all I've got. Uh, so uh, any books, decks, headline sources, what we talk about, can be found at uh, the link tree at witchpod.com episode description. Um, so there we go. If uh, you have any questions, reach out and we will talk again next week. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. 
I had an abortion when I was 15 years old in my home state of Arizona in 1994. It was not a decision that I made lightly, but I have never for one moment doubted that it was the right decision for me. But so much has changed in Arizona and many other states since then. If I were that same 15-year-old in Arizona today legally, I would have to get parental consent. I would be forced to undergo a medically unnecessary ultrasound, go to a state-mandated in-person counseling session designed solely to shame me into changing my mind, and then take a state-mandated 24-hour time out to make sure I really know what I wanted. And finally, I would be forced to give the state a reason why. Well, here is mine. It is my body, not the state's. Women and their doctors are the ones that are in the best position to make informed decisions about what is best for them no one else. No bill that criminalizes abortion will stop anyone from making this incredibly painful decision. These bans will not stop abortion from happening, but they will drive women and girls and people into the shadows, which is what this has always been about, shaming and controlling women's bodies. In the week after I shared my story on my show, women were coming up to me in the street, in the supermarket, at my gym, with tears in their eyes, thanking me for my bravery. But the word brave didn't sit right with me. Why is it brave to speak to an experience that millions of people around the world throughout history have gone through? And then I realized it is considered brave because as women, we have been taught to feel shame about our bodies since birth. I am so sad that we have to sit here in front of a row of politicians and give deeply personal statements because the why doesn't matter. It should not matter. I am a human being that deserves autonomy in this country that calls itself free, and choices that a human being makes about their own bodies should not be legislated by strangers who can't possibly know or understand each individual circumstances or beliefs. I'm here today to help destigmatize a legitimate medical procedure and continue to encourage women not to allow themselves to be shamed for their choices. And finally, I am here today for my two little girls, Birdie and Cricket. My dream for them is that they will live in a world in which women are truly equal with complete control over their own reproductive health. That is the dream I hold for all people, regardless of their privilege or parents or what state they live in. That dream is slipping further and further from reality with every ban passed. I hope that you, our elected leaders, can help us reverse the tide. Thank you. I look forward to today's discussion.